welcome to the Astrology Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Diana, and today we're going to talk about ascendant slash rising signs and what the meaning of each sign and each sign of the zodiac means. So hopefully you guys find this helpful. I'm also going to start including in um, each different planetary placement. Uh, at the end, once I've gone through all the signs, I'm going to have a portion where I go through the applications where you can use these specific placements, either invoking a placement that you don't have or how to further embody a placement that you do have uh, and the different ways that you can use them, specifically when it comes to the public-facing uh, persona. So since you're ascendant, if you didn't know, if you missed the first episode I did on all the different placements and what they mean, ascendant slash rising sign typically talks about your public facing persona, what people first see about you when they meet you. Um, and it can be an identity that you heavily identify with because it is your chart ruler. Uh, and we'll talk about that as we go through the signs, what a chart ruler is usually it's a planet um, that's ruled by whatever your ascendant is in, and it kind of lays a mask over everything else in your chart um, and gives kind of a sheen to it in that way. Also, uh, it's important to note that your ascendant and your 10th house can both be sort of dealing in your public persona, your public reputation, and I will talk about that at the end of this episode when I talk about applications in terms of witchcraft and ways that you can use different planets and also different ascendant planet slash zodiac placements in order to invoke different energies into your life and for different workings. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and get into the different ascendant meanings, starting with Aries. Okay, so we're going to start off with Aries ascendant or Aries rising. Aries, if you have it in your first house, then you have an Aries ascendant or rising. means the same thing. And essentially, this is the point of the horizon at the time of your birth. And if you have it in Aries, Aries gives you a chart ruler that is Mars. And those who have Mars as their chart ruler are bestowed with gifts of stamina, high sex drive, willpower, a need for achievement, selfishness sometimes, and short tempers. And Aries Risings are a really strong placement for leadership roles. In fact, they take up that mantle very easily. They're adventurous, pioneering, sometimes domineering, and have strong likes and dislikes. They're straightforward, honest, and have a contagious sense of enthusiasm. And they're generally uncomfortable with lies and deception. They prefer to be direct and to the point. Aries Ascendant people are action-oriented people. They prefer to do first and think later or just do and not think at all. <laughs> they can be a little impulsive in that way. And sometimes they're considered troublemakers, especially when they're younger, but really they're true activists and they take a direct approach to problem solving and life in general. At the same time, Aries ruled people have a tendency to have a shorter attention span, a need for excitement, and a need for a certain level of excitement to be consistently engaged in something. They can be great initiators, but they struggle with the follow through. And obviously, this will depend on your different placements and how they are affected. Obviously, if you're an Aries rise, uh, rising person, but you have, say, a more consistent sign that has good follow through, like Capricorn or Scorpio or Taurus, 
then uh, you'd be more likely to have better follow through in spite of having the Aries rising. Now, as children, Aries rising children may have been rewarded for their adventurous, enthusiastic nature or been raised in an environment that emitted this kind of vibe for them. And when it comes to Aries rising people, their appearance usually involves piercing eyes, a flashing smile, golden or reddish skin or hair, and a muscular body type. In fact, most Aries risings likely have or should have a dedicated workout routine in order to channel all their Mars energy. Otherwise, it might bleed into their daily life and cause a buildup of anxiety or aggression. So that's really important for Aries rising. Okay, and we're going to move on to Taurus. Okay, so on to Taurus risings. If you have a Taurus rising, your chart ruler is Venus, which bestows the gifts of grace, charm, beauty, a love of pleasure, the arts, and sometimes possessions, and also superficiality, jealousy, and conceit. Those with Taurus risings are usually incredibly steadfast and portray a great feeling of calm to other people. In fact, some Taurus risings make others feel so comfortable in their presence, they might likely spill their entire life story to them and then ask for advice about what they should do with current situations. Um, and they make other people feel at ease. Taurus rising folks tend to be easygoing, charming in social matters, and have a strong artistic affinity thanks to their Venus rulership. They may have a love for aesthetics, romance, beauty, comfort, security, and the harmony that it creates for them. Taurus ascendants can be gifted in writing, decorating, or music. They have determined, um, sorry, they, uh, they're determined, <laughs> persistent, strong-willed, and they have a ridiculous amount of patience, especially when it comes to goals or commitments they have made. They like to follow things through to the end, to the very, very end. <laughs> And they're unassuming and don't push their opinions on other people. However, once they've made up their mind about something, it's extremely difficult to change. They hold fast to their opinions and beliefs, and sometimes even to a fault, even if it's no longer serving them. And they can be very stubborn, obstinate, and even rigid. As children, Taurus Risings may have had to struggle for money in their youth or with their family, and thus money becomes a point of importance for them later in life to ensure that this never occurs in adulthood. Taurus risings are habitual creatures. They know what they like and stick to it as it gives them a sense of stability. Some may see Taurus risings as lazy, but it's not really a deserved reputation. They simply enjoy the finer things in life and refuse to work for things that they don't necessarily have motivation for. They work very hard to enjoy life's luxuries and obtain that sense of stability, comfort, and security, which are incredibly important to them. Some Taurus ascendants can be married to their possessions and get super attached to things and even people. In relationships, they can be jealous and possessive, but they'll do anything to hide this fact. They're sensitive to criticism and may struggle with living up to their full potential so they don't have to cope with the ridicule and rivalry that often comes with that. Taurus rising people typically have unusually good-looking faces, thanks to Venus, the goddess of beauty. Uh, and they may have large, round eyes, clear skin, and a sense of sturdiness and structure to them. Okay, now we're on to Gemini rising. Gemini rising's chart ruler is Mercury, and that bestows the gift of high intellect, acute sense of perception, cleverness, charming wit, and adeptness in writing and speaking and learning foreign languages. They can also be arrogant, sarcastic, snobbish, cynical, and messy. Gemini rising people are 
people in constant motion because Gemini is mutable. They have trouble sitting still. They have a kind of restlessness about them, a yearning for something just beyond their reach. And they have a need for change and variety, which can sometimes plague Gemini rising people. Uh, They can just feel this itch to kind of keep moving on to the next bigger and better thing. And Gemini is a sign of duality, so this can manifest itself in a series of contradictions for Gemini risings. They can be both happy and unhappy, content and also discontent. Most of them may feel they're not living to their full potential, but it's simply that they have a case of the grass is greener on the other side, and they tend to always want to see what's on the other side. The greatest gift of Gemini risings is their unique ability to use words to convey precise and clear meaning. (laughs) They're well-informed people, very clever and witty and mentally sharp. Often Gemini Risings can gain power by using their networking and clever wit skills, which are second to none, except maybe Virgo might be able to compete with that. Uh, They often love having an audience and can succeed in acting, comedy, writing, journalism, and other positions in the entertainment industry. Gemini Rising people have a tendency to be quite reactionary as they're easily stimulated, for better or worse. They throw themselves into projects with massive amounts of enthusiasm and then kind of fret about things going wrong and they're plagued by impatience trying to get to the end. But that said, Gemini Ascendants typically have high spirits and many, many hobbies. They love puzzles and games and books and anything to occupy them and amuse them and stimulate them intellectually. Gemini Ascendant people can come off kind of cool and detached, even if they're extroverts who are well-liked and enjoy being a people because they're ruled by Mercury. So Gemini Risings tend to be more cerebral than emotional. They deal with feelings and relationships as things to be analyzed. And some can be egotistical, but they're knowledgeable and skilled at so many things. They enjoy frequent change in everything. Travel, changing their homes and their jobs, they might marry many times in their life. They have a natural sense of drama and know how to heighten any experience and simply because they want to get the most out of everything that they experience. And in terms of appearance, Gemini rising people usually have small sharp features, twinkling, humorous eyes, a friendly smile, and a kind demeanor. They may have long, graceful arms and hands and a kind of quickness which makes them look young even when they're old. Okay, now we're moving on to Cancer Rising. So Cancer Risings fall under planetary rulership of the moon, and this bestows gifts of sharp intuition, sensitivity, imagination, kindness, abilities to cherish and protect those that they love, sympathy, deep well of emotional capacity, a great memory, and also inconsistency, restlessness, passiveness, passive aggressiveness, (laughs) and sometimes laziness. For Cancer Risings, they're extremely sensitive to the emotions of others. They have extraordinary insight into human motivation, but this is not always so obvious. They're so deep and sometimes a really tough shell to crack, but deep under the surface of a Cancer Ascendant person is warmth, affection, and a loving and giving nature. Cancer Rising people are able to adapt to many different kinds of people but may only really have a few close friends who know them really well. They can have a tendency toward moodiness, temperamental at times, and can be very reactive. Their feelings are easily hurt and offended, even when no offense is intended. They may not show this, but it's still there. 
In fact, it's this sensitivity that sets cancer influence people apart from others. They have a great imagination and awareness, which can make them incredibly gifted artists, actors, poets, writers. They're practical, clever visionaries who absorb emotions and information from their surroundings, and then they put it all to good use. Cancer risings are good with money, they're cautious, and this can make them shrewd business people and able to accumulate lots of material success little by little. They can, on the other hand, feel sorry for themselves at times, especially if they aren't getting the recognition and appreciation that they feel they deserve. They simply need reassurance. And in their youth, cancer ascendant people may have dealt with many obstacles, but like with Capricorn influenced people, they always overcome and gain strength and confidence through these experiences. And in appearance, Cancer Risings may have round, expressive faces, luminous eyes, and slender arms and legs. Now we're on to Leo Ascendants. Leo Risings fall under the planetary rulership of the Sun, which bestows the gift of creative self-expression, generosity, enthusiasm, power, warmth, compassion, passion, courage, and a spirit ruled by the heart center. It also encourages arrogance, snobbery, egotism, conceit, pompousness, and condescension. And those who have the Leo rising seem to possess this innate sense of nobility, dignity, high idealism, and a personal magnetism, which usually makes them natural-born leaders. They're very kind-hearted and good-spirited and magnanimous. They seldom believe badly of others. They may feel confused or hurt by any unkindness, stinginess, or cruelty, and often express their disapproval of such behavior. Leo ascendants are born naturally to be performers and often succeed in show business and the field of entertainment. They love to put on a show in all of the different ways. Lavish displays of affection, luxurious homes, eye-catching clothing, and extravagant dinners may be favorites for a Leo rising person. Others may be put off by how extra Leo placements seem, but Leo influence people simply want to live life to its fullest, highest, and best. And because of this, Leo risings often attract power and influence through personal magnetism and charisma. They're blessed by the sun itself and often seem surrounded by luck and friendship, career, and money. They may not always be the hardest working people, but they can achieve success through their social circle and influence. Fame and fortune often come to them when they don't seek it out. But Leo Rising people excel at organizing and inspiring groups of people to do and be their best. They really shine as leaders. In fact, they often feel slighted if they're not given positions of leadership, which can make them kind of bitter uh, and turn this Leo pride into arrogance and egotism. Leo ascendants are usually self-confident, they have faith in themselves, they have a great sense of humor, and a base level of likableness and fun about them. They may also have a love for children and really shine as parents. Physically, Leo risings have thick, shiny hair, dazzling smiles, and great teeth, and a sense of regalness about them. Some may come to inheritance later in life, and because they're blessed by the sun, they often shine in life one way or another. Okay, now we're going to talk about Virgo Risings. Virgo Risings are ruled by Mercury, which bestows the gifts of a logical mind, intellectual perspective, acute powers of observation, perception, and affinity for writing and also the sciences. It's also sometimes offering up a nervous temperament, worry, 
nervousness, uh, sarcasm, fault-finding, critical nature, and again, boringness. <laughs> Those with Virgo ascendants possess unmatched analytical skills, and they see the world through this lens. They can sometimes appear cold and insensitive, but it couldn't be further for them from the truth. In fact, Virgo risings have a deep well of emotions, and they care a lot about other people. That said, those born with Virgo risings prefer to think logically. They have a massive appreciation for sifting through all the information and bringing a sense of order and reason into every situation. They are very into the details of a situation, but this can sometimes lead to them losing sight of the big, bigger picture and sometimes amplifying the importance of small details and then becoming upset when other people don't necessarily see the importance in them. Virgo risings often accomplish very much in their life, but they can be at war with both life coming too easily and needing to achieve solely on the merit of their own efforts. They have a need for a sense of control of both themselves and also events around them. They garner a sense of security through this control. Virgo rising people have a charm and elegance, and it's coupled with a sense of shyness, aloofness, and sometimes detachment. They may often find it difficult to show and express their emotions, even if a great whirlwind is happening beneath their well-polished surface. And in appearance, Virgo ascendant people usually have gentle oval faces, calculating eyes, and lithe figures. Okay, now we are on to Libra risings. Libra risings fall under the rulership of Venus, and this bestows gifts of beauty and charm, social grace, romantic idealism, and an appreciation for art, aesthetics, and music, as well as superficiality, laziness, dependency, or codependency on others, and also jealousy. Libra ascendants have a natural charm and sense of poise about them. They're extremely socially conscious and typically enjoy being around other people at group gatherings and parties, and generally just places where other people will be. <laughs> They are very often full of hope for the future, often looking forward to happy days, and may often feel disheartened when others are, in their view, discouraging buzzkills. Um, so the sign of balance is ruling Libra rising people, and it doesn't take much to throw them out of whack, but for the most part, they're optimistic idealists born with a massive sense of diplomacy, beauty, fairness, and extreme chagrin for injustice, cruelty, and violence. Libra Risings believe life should be beautiful, tranquil, and fair. And they're polished, sophisticated, neat, and discerning. Sometimes they're aloof. Libra Risings can come off quite mysterious because of this and be tough to crack. Uh, they thrive in artistic and creative endeavors and often shine in their favorite forms of creative expression. Libra Risings don't always seek success and fame, but it typically finds them through partnerships, their social network, and close associations. Libra ascendant people often enjoy traveling and new endeavors with new people, but that said, they can struggle with follow-through and decision-making. Sometimes Libra risings fear taking risks. They might be unhappy when they're single because they're a relational sign and they do best in partnerships. They're happiest when they're married or have a long-term partnership, and they're likely to gain material wealth and possessions through a marriage partner. In terms of exper uh, experience, <laughs> in terms of appearance, Libra Risings usually have incredibly good-looking faces, symmetrical bone structure, and a striking smile, and their body may be curvy and round. Okay, now we're on to Scorpio Ascendants. So Scorpio risings fall under the rulership of Mars traditionally, but more modern rulership falls under Pluto. 
And under both of these rulers, you'll find that they're bestowed with gifts of intense emotional intuition and feelings, a strong sense of purpose and assertiveness, resilience, determination, and the ability to be successful in whatever direction their lives take. They also have a tendency towards secrecy, jealousy, control, cruelty, and suspicion. And those born with Scorpio ascendants apply the full force of their personality to every undertaking and put everything they have into their endeavors. They have a certain intensity, a willpower, determination, and also a mysterious vibe that can seem very intimidating to others. Sometimes they can seem like they're loners, uh, but they're usually able to work well with others, especially in positions of leadership. Scorpio risings are persuasive, clever, resourceful, creative, and visionary. They're usually happiest when they can control things from behind the scenes, and they're typically reserved and shun the spotlight. Scorpio ascendants can possess a kind of personal magnetism that others respond to. They simply have acute powers of observation and a kind of hypnotic charm. In relations with others, they often play the role of forensic investigator, quietly observing people and filing away all the information for whenever they might need it. Scorpio ascendants are known for having short tempers and can sometimes retaliate cruelly when they're crossed, even if they later feel guilty about it. Scorpio is the astrological sign of hidden passions, and sometimes Scorpio risings may have a secret love affair at least once in their lives, and they might marry several times. Some may suffer financial hardships and other disappointment, but they always emerge the victor in the end. In terms of appearance, Scorpio rising people usually have sharp features, large hypnotic eyes, prominent noses, thick eyebrows, and agile figures. And now we're on to Sagittarius Risings. Sagittarius Risings fall under the rulership of the great benefic in the sky, Jupiter, which bestows gifts of good fortune, good luck, generosity, happiness, visionaries, um, kind of like a being a visionary, sincerity, amicable social nature, as well as conceit, impatience, restlessness, self-indulgence, wastefulness, and sometimes gambling. Those born with Sagittarius ascendants covet their independence, freedom, and optimism for the future. They cannot bear to be stifled by rigid, outmoded, difficult, tedious, or tiresome lovers or ideas. They tend to be very progressive, restless, and anxious to dive into the next, the next challenge and adventure that life has in store for them. At times, their impatience can be misinterpreted. They have a sensitivity toward others, which can seem at odds with their need for autonomy. In fact, Sag Risings give the same freedom and space to others and would never try to restrict anyone. They're basic humanitarians and idealists who care deeply about the injustices of the world. They're honest and generous towards others and feel deeply wounded when confronted with selfishness, cruelty, and injustice. It can be said that they are a bit idealistic, but they have a gift for making new friends everywhere they go. They enjoy enthusiastic discussions and new ideas, and have a bit of a reputation for bluntness. They're blessed with imagination, foresight, clarity of thought, and a direct approach to honesty. Sag ascendants enjoy travel in all of its forms, to new places or traveling in the mind through books, higher learning, and spiritual pursuits. They may be voracious readers, watch world news, and discuss current events with others regularly. Sagittarius descendants prefer to live the simple life. They prefer experiences over things. They dislike too many obligations, and they enjoy money for the extent of freedom and independence that it affords them. 
They fear boredom and monotony above everything else. One common issue for Sag Risings is that they're often impulsive and even reckless. They simply want to stay in motion and take action on something, even if it's the wrong thing. Marriage is not always the most important thing in a Sag Risings life, and they may find themselves in an unhappy romantic situation they need to extricate themselves from. Travel will always be prominent in a Sag Risings life, and they may even find luck when traveling or living abroad. In terms of appearance, Sag Rising Ascendant people, they usually have pleasant faces, humorous eyes, and friendly smiles with strong, active bodies. Now we're moving on to Capricorn Risings. So Capricorn Risings are born under the planetary rulership of Saturn, and this bestows gifts of discipline, self-reliance, ambition, determination, patience, willpower, endurance, and discernment. It also has a tendency towards stubbornness, melancholy, obstacles, detachment, and pessimism, and sometimes selfishness. Capricorn ascendant people tend to be incredibly serious, or at the very least, cautious and not prone to frivolity. <laughs> They're committed, hardworking, reserved, and shy, at least at first. Once they open up cap rising, people can become very warm, friendly, and expressive. No matter their variety, Capricorn Ascendant people have strong personalities. They have a well of personal willpower and determination and pursue their goals tirelessly. They often pursue ambitions that will bring them wealth, status, and higher standing in society. Meaning and reputation is very important to them. Capricorn Risings have a good sense of self-worth, reliability, dependability, and stability. They have a strong focus, an intelligent mind, and can be very calculating in their execution of plans. This is because they are able to suss out the pros and cons of any situation and harness it to their advantage in any way they can. They grapple with details in order to gain a sense of control through stringent preparation. They can also be worn to pro uh, they can also be prone to worry, and they often do. They aren't always the most expressive folks, but they have powerful feelings nonetheless. They love very deeply are incredibly kind to others, are protective and loyal, and usually have a sarcastic, dark sense of humor. They can be plagued by jealousy and resentment, which they will deny, and thus have issues with forgiveness and bitterness. That said, everything they achieve is typically gained through their own efforts, and may gain also through advantageous marriages as well. In appearance, Capricorn rising people tend to have deep, penetrating eyes, a lovely smile with good teeth, and chiseled bone structure. And now on to Aquarius Ascendants. So Aquarius Risings fall under the planetary rulership of Saturn traditionally, but their modern ruler is Uranus, which bestows gifts of originality, independence, friendliness, nonconformity, versatility, and a hatred of restriction, as well as a rebellious spirit, unpredictable and contrary in nature, and sometimes tactlessness. <laughs> Those born with Aquarius ascendants are witty, open, honest, truthful, and make friends pretty easily. Aquarius is an air sign after all. They are inventive, intelligent, amusing, charming, idealistic, and they do well in positions of leadership. They want the world to be harmonious and content, even if the idea of conflict troubles them deeply. They demand the highest ideals from humanity and are optimistic about the future. Indeed, they are known for their reputation for tolerance and justice, but ironically, they can be quite rigid at times. Aquarius is a fixed sign after all, and Aquarius Risings can be quite stubborn and inflexible toward those who do not share this visionary mindset. 
that they're known for. They are very forward-thinking and progressive and hold firm to those ideals. They can be intolerant to the shortcomings of others, sarcastic, and possess acute powers of observation that they tend to use to point out the flaws of others. And they enjoy the company of others and also solitude. They enjoy, oh, um, <laughs> so they're sort of a system of perfectly balanced and also chaotic paradoxes. They enjoy the company of others and also solitude. They enjoy traveling, but staying home. They're friendly and outgoing, but they're also moody and aloof. They possess both scientific and artistic affinities. Because of this, fame can come quite easily to Aquarian Risings, um, and it can also <laughs> go away just as easily. Their experiences can be a practice in duality. They can achieve fame and then hate the attention, or gain wealth only to find that it's entirely more trouble than it's worth. They enjoy new places, people, and experiences, but they tend to get bored very quickly. They might marry very early in life and live comfortably, but maybe not up to their own ideals. They may find luck and assistance with friends in terms of their career and personal lives, and often do. In terms of appearance, Aquarius rising folks tend to be tall and gangly, have dreamy eyes, and a fine bone structure. And finally, on to Pisces ascendance. So, Pisces rising people fall under the planetary rulership of Jupiter traditionally, but their modern ruler is Neptune, and this bestows gifts of intuition, imagination, creativity, compassion, sensitivity, and interest in spirituality and the occult, as well as indecisiveness, worry, self-deception, confusion, and sometimes carelessness. Pisces ascendants possess strong artistic gifts that seek expression in this life. They have active imaginations and are romantic idealists to such a fault that they prefer to live in their own fantasies often rather than deal with the disappointments of real life. They may often feel a deep sorrow within at this disappointment or that they were simply born in the wrong time at the wrong place. Still, Pisces rising people have boundless hope for others. They're sociable and they enjoy companionship, they indulge in the luxuries of life, they love traveling, and may enjoy performing for others. And they may even have natural talents for this as well. Uh, they may have a gift for performance and acting, or even music. They are sentimental, moody, temperamental, knowledgeable, creative, often plagued by worries and fears, <laughs> careless and absent-minded. And Pisces rising can work really well with others and even show a streak of discipline in this aspect, especially in creative writing, pro uh, creative projects such as writing, music, or the arts. They may also enjoy frequently traveling or moving and have a love for children. In terms of appearance, Pisces ascendant people usually have sensuous mouths, large eyes, and wavy hair. Okay, so now that we've gone through all of the rising signs and their meanings and their appearances, now I want to discuss how you can do um, certain workings or spiritual things or witchcraft-related things through using your natal chart. So specifically using your rising sign, your first house, and also your 10th house to either do glamour magic or invoke certain energies into your life. Um, so for example, when these placements become activated in your chart, um, it's a great time to do magical workings on your self-image, on your public reputation, and also on your appearance. 
And this could relate to like physical health, appearance, things, or the way that you would like to appear to others. And we'll discuss that. So glamour magic can be used by invoking the energy of certain moons. For example, if you want to increase your sense of mystery, sex appeal, and assertiveness, you might want to do that during a Scorpio moon. Using different planets and signs can be useful to bring those energies into your appearance or to give off a certain vibe so that it affects your public-facing reputation. And also in many different ways, more than glamour, just to affect how other people perceive you or to increase certain skills that maybe you don't natively have. So for instance, if you want to invoke boldness, assertiveness, motivation, have a sense of directness and truth about you, you want that kind of like boss energy and even aggression or uh, motivation, maybe you want to work with Mars because it will help you with all of those things. And if you want to invoke beauty, sensuality, artistic creativity, a level of calm or commitment, maybe you want to work with Venus. If you want to work with Mercury, then it can help you with better communication, inspiration in writing, or helping you get rid of a writer's block, <laughs> public speaking, and to become a better conversationalist. If you work with the sun, you can help yourself to enjoy the spotlight, to shine for your innate and artistic gifts, to aid creative self-expression and develop your artistic talents. It can also be great for happiness as well and uh, abundance. And if you want to work with the moon, it's a great way to develop your spiritual sense, your intuition, psychic gifts to better express and understand emotions and intuition, to do shadow work, to empathize with others, and investigate unconscious behaviors. It can also be used for um, the feminine aspect as well. If you want to encourage change and transformation within yourself or others, if you want to empower yourself to gain control, to hypnotize or draw others to you, or to aid yourself in healing from wounds or grieving during times of death, maybe you want to work with Pluto. Jupiter can help you expand and grow any areas of your life, increase your good luck and fortune, help you become a more amiable person toward others. It can help you gain a sense of freedom to travel, to learn and understand complex concepts in terms of philosophy, to become more of a philosopher, to increase your happiness, to envision your future goals, and then help you to achieve them. If you want to become more disciplined and reliable and ambitious in your goals, if you want to establish structures in your life that serve you to maintain structures, traditions, and conventions that are already there, or to advance your career, or to affect government and societal structures, you definitely want to work with Saturn. Uh, Uranus can help you be more unique and authentic to yourself, to develop individuality, to be a nonconformist, to develop your friendships and good looks to topple old and outmoded ideas, to get rid of structures and obstacles, to create chaos, to affect society or the collective, and to envision a future that will affect the world and not just yourself, that would be great. All of those things will fall under Uranus. And lastly, if you want to work with Neptune, it can help you develop creative and artistic talents, especially musical talents, but also um, performance talents. Anything that involves creative imagination, even writing, 
to grow your imagination, to increase your faith and goodwill in others and towards others, to develop spiritual skills in the occult, such as psychic intuition and divination talents, and to increase compassion and goodwill toward others. All of those things can help you when working with Neptune. So hopefully these have given you some ideas on the different ways that you can work with the planets and how they can relate to you in different ways if perhaps you don't have those energies within your chart, everyone will have their planet in something. But for example, if you look at your chart and your chart will have an area where it will tell you the elements and it will give you a number. And if you have something completely absent from your chart or maybe not that much of that energy in your chart, um, then it would be a good idea to work with the opposite energy in your chart. And I talked a little bit about this in the moon signs um, episode last time about how you can invoke the opposing energy into your chart. And that will help bring a sense of balance in a way that maybe is different than what you're used to, but still really good to bring you a sense of balance to a placement that maybe isn't so balanced otherwise. So for instance, if you have a an Aries rising or even a Scorpio rising, even though Scorpio modern rulership is Pluto, um, an ancient rulership is Mars. So the opposite of that would be Venus. So if you have Mars rulership in your first house, then you might want to invoke more Venus energy or Jupiter energy. And if you have Mercury ruling your uh, first house, then you're going to be a lot more cerebral. So maybe you want to invoke Jupiter or Neptune, which is more emotional and jovial. Um, If you have the sun in the first house, maybe you want to invoke the moon. If you have Pluto, then maybe you want to invoke Venus or Jupiter. Um, If you have Jupiter, then maybe you want to invoke Saturn. If you have Saturn or Uranus, maybe you want to invoke Jupiter. And if you have Neptune, maybe you want to invoke Saturn or possibly even Pluto. Um, All of these things can help you to give you a better well-rounded sense of different perspectives and also invoke energy that's not necessarily native to yourself and also be very useful for invoking different energies and different situations to help you achieve your goals, to give you a healthier, more balanced emotional state and help free up any creative blocks. And also for magical workings as well, right? So I don't know what your goals are, but say your goal is to get a job, then maybe you want to invoke Saturn to be more disciplined or invoke the energy of a Capricorn or the steadfast and determination and kind of unstoppability of a Scorpio. Uh, Perhaps if you need motivation for applying for jobs, you want to invoke Mars. If you want to get more money in your life, you'd want to work with Venus. If you want to bring beauty and sensuality and creativity into your life, or even a level of calm, maybe you want to invoke the energy of Venus or Taurus. If you want more balance in your life, working with the Libran aspect of Venus would help you. If you feel like you want more happiness and creative expression, and also the happiness that comes with fully shining in who you are, working with the sun is great. And also the sun is great for abundance and money and joy and growth. Um, the moon again for your emotions but you can also work with the energies of cancer um, to get in touch with sensitive 
compassion and a sensitivity to the emotions of others, a kind of empathy that is innate, working with your intuitive side. And that would be really great for someone who, for instance, is ruled by Mercury and they're very intellectual about their feelings and maybe don't really feel the feelings. (laughs) That would be a good thing. Um, But for instance, if you are trying to understand others from an emotional standpoint, the moon is a great place to start or even to do shadow work um, and understand how people unconsciously behave. So hopefully these have given you some ideas for some workings and ways that you can work with the planets and the signs and maybe help yourself become a more more whole and, um, you know, healthy human that's seeking growth and spiritual enlightenment, if you will. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode of the Astrology Witch podcast and got a better understanding of what it means to have your specific rising sign. If you did, please let me know. I'm on Twitter at Astro W Podcast and I'm on Instagram at Astrology Witch Podcast and you can hit me up there, shoot me a DM or just tweet me or whatever. Um, You can also email me at theastrologywitch89 at gmail. And I would love to chat with you about different topics. They're also listed in the description of my bio. And I believe I link them in every episode. But if not, definitely my bio is a great place to check out. I also have a Facebook page called The Astrology Witch Podcast now where I'm sharing a lot of memes. And that's been really fun. So come join me over there if you enjoy (laughs) random astrology memes. I'm having a lot of fun with that. Um, And I would love to hear from you. So hopefully you're doing well. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will see you in the next episode.